Ohio coronavirus numbers are rocketing back up. A plot to kidnap the Michigan governor by people opposed to her coronavirus policies had its roots in Ohio. And confusion by voters leads to the rejection of a lot of absentee ballot applications in Summit County. It's the Wake Up Morning News Briefing from Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer for Friday, October 9th. I'm the editor, Chris Quinn. Ohio is suddenly awash again in the coronavirus. The number of newly reported coronavirus cases increased 1,539 Thursday, nearly 50% higher than the 21-day rolling average, which also has been increasing. 863 people were in the hospital with COVID-19, compared to 700 a week ago. Governor Mike DeWine said he was disappointed in the changing numbers. Even more disturbing, the number of Ohio counties that are now classified as red, or level 3, is 18, a number that has not been seen since July 23rd. And 58 counties are orange, or level 2, a high that has never been seen. In past weeks, the map would show more urban areas hit, or rural areas, but this week there's no such spread. 96% of Ohioans live in a red or orange county. DeWine said that many outbreaks in red counties have been traced to funerals and weddings, including one wedding that resulted in the deaths of two grandfathers of the couple. Said DeWine, it absolutely breaks your heart. A stunning plot to kidnap Michigan Democratic Governor Gretchen Whitmer at her vacation home by people opposed to her coronavirus policies has its roots in two meetings in Ohio. Six men were charged in federal court, accused of plotting for months, consulting and training with members of a group that federal authorities described as a militia, and undertaking rehearsals in August and September. They face up to life in prison. The government said the scheme appeared to have roots in a June gathering in Dublin, outside Columbus, attended by more than a dozen people from several states. Governor Mike DeWine said he was never notified of the plot, despite its Ohio role. The second Ohio meeting was at an unspecified site in July. Both meetings were recorded by confidential informants. The Summit County Board of Elections had to reject a large but unknowable number of absentee ballot requests because an organization that mailed the already filled-in applications to residents omitted dates of birth. People who received them looked over the applications, believed them to be fully filled out, and submitted them. The Board of Elections does not know which organizations provided the ballots but does not think the goal was to thwart voting. The people whose applications were rejected were notified in plenty of time to resubmit the applications and get their ballots. Multiple organizations seeking to get out the vote provide similar already filled out applications for voters to mail in. One of the most contentious political debates in Northeast Ohio this year is not about the presidential election, control of the Senate, or even the Ohio State House corruption scandal. It's about zoning in Pepper Pike. Reporter Eric Heisig has written a fascinating story about a bitter battle over what to do with a 68-acre tract owned by the behavioral services nonprofit Beachbrook. 
Axiom Development planned a mix of uses for the land, with houses, townhouses, offices, and retail, but those plans divided the community, resulting in battles playing out in yard signs. Because it was so bitter and hard-fought, Axiom announced recently it would walk away, but the bid to rezone the land at Lander Road and Chagrin Boulevard remains on the ballot. Beachbrook was counting on the sale of the land, its largest asset, to pay for its continuing work. Paul Hoynes, the longtime baseball writer for Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer, says the message coming from the Indians about its financial losses as a result of the coronavirus should concern any fan. Chris Antonetti, president of baseball operations, described the financial conditions for reporters this week, and it reminded Hoynes of the 1960s and 1970s when the Indians made trades just to make their payroll. Antonetti told reporters that professional baseball lost billions of dollars this year, and the Indians lost tens of millions, much more than expected. He said it could take years to recover from the financial blow. Baseball could not sell a single ticket or generate revenue in the ballparks, both significant sources of cash. Hoyne says the team's financial condition raises serious doubts about whether it can hold on to its star players like Francisco Lindor. That's it for another week of The Wake Up. We'll be back Monday with more news.